Celtics roster is set, and it goes pretty much how I thought it would. And I go one-on-one with female Doko right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Rainy Jay's back with the vengeance back. All the real Celtics fans in attendance. This is the truth like 34. This like walking in the garden when you hear the roars. Crowd goes crazy. Most in-depth coverage on the daily, mainly podcast royalty. The content kings. When you talking about the franchise with 17 rings, focus like Danny at the deadline. Global, but it got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's, that's the best way. Melly. Hey there, welcome back to the Locked On Celtics podcast, and thank you for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day, Monday through Friday. It's a daily podcast for you, so I'm very excited that you're listening here or watching on YouTube. This show is free, available on all platforms, including YouTube. Every episode is on LockedOnCeltics.com. I'm John Corrales. I cover the Boston Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. And I've written a book called The Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars. You can get that anywhere books are sold online. Get a copy, a signed copy at johncorrales.com for 30 bucks. So, later in the episode, segment two actually will be my one-on-one with Emeo Doka. We get some opportunities to go one-on-one with people. Uh, now, now, thankfully, we get a chance to talk to people individually. I talk to the coach. You get about five minutes or so, and I'll share the entire five minutes. React to that in the third segment. In the first segment, practice report here, and Jabari Parker gets waved he's done he's gone and let's just start let's start with this uh robert williams back fine supposedly he should be okay they were being super cautious with his right knee peyton pritchard spoke to us on sunday afternoon he seems to be okay it's a pain tolerance thing and he basically said no pain it didn't really hurt that much so he's probably lying a little bit but he said it didn't hurt that much he had that big tape uh, it looked like um, <laughs> always sunny in Philadelphia when they when they're training Charlie to be a street fighter, and he's at the end and he's like eating that sandwich and he's crying and he had that tape over his nose. That's what uh, Peyton Pritchard looked like. If he had been crying and maniacally eating a sub, then or I guess it's a hoagie in Philly, uh, he would have been uh, same thing. So Pritchard seems like he's going to be fine. He's going to wear a mask. Everybody can make their mask PP jokes on Twitter, and it will apply. Jalen Brown, still not at practice, still awaiting test results from COVID and all of that. So still nothing there. And right now, the Celtics roster is set. There was a series of cuts over the weekend. So Juwan Morgan, gone. Garrison Matthews, gone. Ryan Archidiacono, gone. Theo Pinson, gone. Jabari Parker, Gone. Bye. Sorry, Jabari Parker. Pretty much what I told you was going to happen. When I wrote the uh, breaking down the odds for what's going to happen with that 15th spot, and when I talked about that on, on last week's, was it Thursday's episode, uh, I, I said the most likely thing, th- I think I put it at 3-1 to one odds, the most likely scenario is that the Celtics are going to waive all of those guys leave that 14th spot open, and move forward that way. It just made the most sense. Why? People are asking me, why, John? Why does that make sense? Jabari Parker, he could have helped and all of that stuff. He's a bucket. Fine. He can, he can, he can get buckets. He can go out there and get some buckets. He's good in stretches. 
And I think this is where the Jabari Parker thing kind of gets people mixed up. He's good in these little four-minute stretches. And you say, wow, man, that was impressive. And you forget that he missed a couple of shots here and a couple of shots there. And somehow at the end, he ends up like four of 11. And you're like, but he was like four of five. All of, and, and now he's like four of nine or four of ten. Like how, you look at the stats and say, man, I thought, he was, I thought he hit more shots than that. Because you only pay attention to the good stuff. And look, Jabari Parker's not bad. He's not a bad basketball player. He's good at scoring. He's not great at defense. Though he will make a couple of decent defensive plays. It's not for lack of effort. It's just for lack of defensive ability. Jabari Parker doesn't hook on to teams for very long because he's not going to give you consistent production. And you have to give him starter minutes to get anything decent out of him. And the the Celtics aren't going to give him starter minutes. They're just not. He's not going to get 30 minutes a game. He's going to get 10, 15 tops. And if you get that bad stretch early, it's not he's not doing enough positive to outweigh a lot of the negatives that he's bringing. So you can't rely on him that much. So, which sucks because Jabari Parker seems like a good dude and he's, you know, it is what it is. So Jabari's gone. The Celtics now have 14 guaranteed contracts, which means uh, there's that one extra space. This is why the if, if Jabari had a guaranteed contract, I, they wouldn't have cut him. This is the business of the NBA. They would have just said, hey, you know what, we're going to keep him. Maybe, maybe they would have tried to trade him. And, hell, I wouldn't even put it past the Celtics. I, somebody uh, on Twitter said, hey, John, why, why Jabari and not Bruno Fernando? And the, the simple answer is Bruno Fernando has a guaranteed contract. Jabari Parker doesn't. And if Parker doesn't have a guaranteed contract, then he, you cut him because you're a team – that is mindful of the tax line. You want to get below the tax line. And I think they're going to try to do things and run things so they can get below the tax line. They don't want to pay taxes this year if they don't have to. So if it was the other way around, if it was Bruno Fernando with the non-guaranteed contract and Jabari Parker with the guarantee, still I think they would have cut Bruno Fernando. Now you've got an open roster spot as I explained last week the Celtics can make an unbalanced trade you can send out one guy and take two guys back and you don't have to cut one of them you can send out two guys and take three back you know what I mean and you don't have to cut one of these guys so and that that would put dead money on your um on your cap sheet and the Celtics don't want to do that if the Celtics want to sign a 10-day player let's say they have injuries at the guard spot. Let's just say they have injuries at the point guard spot. And they're, it's 10-day contract season, and they're like, we need to get somebody in here that can help us out. Well, if you kept Jabari, you would have to cut him or cut somebody. If you wanted to cut Bruno Fernando or cut one of these other guys, you'd have to cut one of these guys to bring in the help that you wanted to get at a different position. And you got dead money on your cap sheet. Doesn't make sense. Business-wise, this move always made sense. Regardless of Jabari Parker's ability to get a bucket, 
He just was not going to do enough, and he was never going to play enough for that to matter. He just wasn't. You have your starters getting your starter minutes. You had guys ahead of him, Dennis Schroeder, Josh Richardson, uh, all of the Romeo, Neesmith, Pritchard. You know, th- these guys are all better and, and, and more useful and because of their youth, you want to develop. You want to bring these guys along. You're just not bring. And I know that Jabari Parker's 26 or 27, and it, it feels like he's in his 30s. And a lot of these guys, like he's only a couple years older than Peyton Pritchard. But Peyton Pritchard is so early in his development, you, you still want to bring those guys along. And they're more important players that, ahead of Jabari Parker. So he was never going to get the time. The Celtics now have that flexibility. And hell, I would not be surprised if they even created a second open spot and found a way to maybe trade Fernando or or something like that. Uh, maybe maybe it's somebody else, but let's just say Bruno Fernando for now, and say trade Bruno Fernando into somebody's cap space or pull off a deal where they get a fake second or whatever. And create two open spots. This way they can scan the market and, and sign a guy and still have 10-day and still save money. Like, I, I just don't think the Celtics are very interested at all in paying guys they're not going to play. And depending on how they feel. Now, I use Bruno Fernando. I have no information on Bruno Fernando as far as how the Celtics feel about him. But it's possible that they may do something else. I, I'm not saying they will. I'm not saying I even anticipate it. I'm saying I would not be surprised if the Celtics added a second open spot so they can play around a little bit more in the whenever guys become available, whenever 10 days can be signed. So that is basically where the Celtics are. They have 14 spots. They still have a second two-way spot open. Sam Hauser is going to be one of those uh, two-way guys. A few of these guys that you've seen, like Archie Diacono and I think Morgan, those guys, maybe Matthews, um, are going to go into the G League and try to hook on there. So those guys will be affiliate affiliate players down in Maine for, for now. That's your update there. Up next, Ime Udoka, one-on-one. I'll play you the whole interview when I come back. First, I got to tell you about Prize Picks. They have figured out Daily Fantasy Sports, Daily Fantasy NBA. It's the best NBA Daily Fantasy Sports prop game on the market. They've made it really, really easy. They have more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players, plus all these bench guys that we've been talking about who have only recorded a handful of minutes each game. So if you want to go and figure whatever props you want, you can, anything, they will have it here. Go check it out at uh, Prize Picks. Uh, deposit $100, up to $100, they will match 100% with the promo code NBA. So go deposit 100 bucks, up to 100 bucks. Use the promo code NBA. They'll match it. You can pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections. You can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. Prize picks allows mixed sport entries. So you can go and take the over on LeBron's combined uh, with the under on Mahomes in the same entry. 
So use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's easy, PrizePix is safe, and it offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate, check out prizepix.com. Use the promo code NBA. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. Today's show also brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got a device that lets you catch the game live. Another one that lets you watch your favorite shows. You're watching highlights on your phone. And then you've got your, you're stealing a login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you a simple way to get all your entertainment that you love without the hassle. A great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes. No need to buy another device ever again. The best part, there is no annual contract. Get rid of the clutter. Get rid of the confusion. Get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Make sure you're following our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Locked On Celtics on Instagram. Thanks as always for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. We are free. We are available on all platforms. For your second listen, get everything you need from contender to pretender around the NBA with the ultimate insider NBA season preview. I was a part of this. The biggest and the most comprehensive season preview you can find everywhere you get your podcast. This was great. When you talk about in-depth, all your local experts, it's great. So... I sat down on Sunday with Ime Odoka. You get about five minutes with these guys when you get a one-on-one. It's not a lot of time. So if I had a, if I was ESPN and I had like 15, 20 minutes, I would have had a whole list of multiple, you know, sheets of questions that I could have asked Ime Odoka. But in the five minutes, I tried to get a little bit of flavor for you so you can get to know him a little bit better, see what he's talking about with the team. Uh, and I figured, I wrote about the uh, interview on Boston Sports Journal, so you can go read that at Boston Sports Journal. But as always, when I have these opportunities, I do like to play the audio for you. Now, Ime's audio is fine. My, my audio is a little bit in the background, but here is the entire interview with Celtics head coach, Ime Odoka. Four preseason games in the books. How are you feeling about the guys? Feeling okay. Uh, you know, still have some, some things to, to kind of implement, but uh, overall, I think when you see it live and then watch the film, there are a lot of good things. And in a short amount of times, they've really picked up what we want them to. Uh, obviously, the lineup situation is, has, has some effect on our continuity. But overall, when they're out there playing, doesn't matter who it is. You know, first, second, third string guys, they're all out there playing well, playing hard, and, and doing what we ask of them. Um, not having Jalen, not having Al, I mean, it is a setback. I mean, setback on in terms of. You know, you've been wanting to ramp up guys' minutes, you know, and get them ready for 30-plus, however you're going to play them, but also getting that continuity, getting those reps. I mean, how far behind does that set you as far as getting into this regular season? I think it'll it'll affect us more, you know, on a personal level with those guys, conditioning-wise. Uh, we put in a few new things in the last week that they'll get caught up to speed with pretty quickly. Uh, you know, like I said, it's not like they need to show us more about who they are. It's really how others fit in with them. So that could hurt us some to some extent. But uh, the season is what it is. It's coming, and a lot of people are going to have to deal with this. So 
you've got to pivot, adjust, and, and be able to do things on the fly. And so they'll they'll be fine when they come back. You just got to get the conditioning back up. And you know whether it takes a few games that we didn't have in the preseason, they did well when they were there. And so, like I said, Al and Jalen specifically are veteran guys that have been around and they know what is expected. And so I don't think it'll be a problem when they hit, come back to hit the ground running. How are you settling in? You know, first time head coach. Obviously, you've coached a while in the league. You played. You you've seen and observed, but doing it's different. You know how 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 are you adjusting to to being a head coach? It's been good. Uh, you know, the group obviously has something to do with that, and I enjoy our group. Uh, their competitive spirit, and the effort they're playing with every night, the unselfishness. So those things are coming along great and you know something I preach from day one so I, I talked about effort and execution and they play hard they share the ball and so it's just a matter of continuing that and you know you want to break some old habits as well at the same time and, but they've been very receptive to everything and it makes it easy on me my staff has been great uh, you know guys that I had relationships with we all bring something different to the table and so having a good staff and the personal relationships there has made it even easier I always see Will coming up to you during the games was he got a tablet? He's, I've never seen an assistant come up to talk to the head coach quite as often as I see Will come up to talk to you. Yeah. Can you let me in a little bit on like what, what's, what's on that tablet? What, what are you guys talking about in those moments? Well, we talk about things in timeouts that we want to get accomplished in that next uh, segment in the game. So he'll, he'll remind me of something I told him in the timeout, possibly. Um, he's also, we, we map out some substitution stuff before the game. And, you know, especially in the preseason, we wanted to see different lineups. So we were kind of going back and forth on who we want to come in at a specific time. So it's a few different things we talk about, but also, um, you know, the basic stuff that every coach lets assistant lets their head coach know about guys in foul troubles, things like that while I'm up there coaching. So he's just reminding me of little stuff like that, but nothing crazy. Same thing I've done for pop and everybody else. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Have you allowed yourself to soak in the moment of I'm, I'm the head coach of the Boston Celtics. Have you have you had like that moment, like put all you know, you've done all your work for the night. You sit down, you lay down in bed, and you're like, "Oh my God, I'm here." Honestly, I haven't. I I don't really think like that. I I don't think as a player, I wasn't the same. I was the same way. And uh, you know, to your point, at the end of the night, when you're laying down, you're almost thinking about the next day anyway. So that's kind of how my mind works. And um, you know, I've had family and friends tell me to take a take a breath and, and enjoy it, and that's not really how I've ever ever been. So, honestly, no. Um, you know, and, and not to take anything away from this great organization, but wherever I was at, I was going to give the same effort, same. So it's not anything specific to Boston or that it would be different with another team. But uh, the goal is the goal, and I've mentioned the expectations of this organization are, are what make me happy. And um, I haven't yet, and maybe who knows, game one or something like that. But I doubt it. That's not really how I think or feel. So uh, just going with it. You're wired differently, I guess. Yeah. I'd be I'd be celebrating every day. <laughs> um, you've had to lay down some discipline already, you know, and not getting into the specifics of Marcus or even benching Grant for you know. The, but this team did ask that that was one of the storylines coming in. How has that been received? Do you see these guys responding like, oh, okay, Marcus. Yeah, that situation, do you see the uh, response from the team already? Yeah, I think uh, to your point, they all mentioned being held accountable and, and being coached. And so they're receptive to that. It's, it's just a, a matter of, of breaking some old habits to me. And, you know, I have my pet peeves as a coach, just like all coaches have. And when I see certain things, I said, I'm not a guy that's going to sweep it under the rug. So you, you speak on it. Um, 
touch on it and and then move on and, and learn and grow from it. So um, they've been fine with that uh, to to the point with Grant. You know, it was a specific play. He also was in foul trouble, so he's coming out anyway. But the fact that I called the timeout just to you know reset his focus on stop talking to the ref and get back because he gave up that dunk. But you know, it's it's something I talked to the team about accountability on the first day and it's equal opportunity as far as that. So I see something I'm gonna say something about it and you know we'll learn and grow and get better from it. Plenty to react to there, and I'm going to do that next. First, I'm going to tell you about Built Bar. Have you gone to Built.com today? All of the flavors I've been telling you about on every podcast, they have now, if you go to Built.com, they'll just throw up like a flash sale. Oh, hey, we got cookie dough chunk flash sale. As long as we have them, we're selling them. I didn't know that they had cookie dough chunk until I went to built.com. They have Rocky Road. I didn't know they had Rocky Road. Check it out. Cookie dough chunk, 150 calories, 15 grams of protein, 6 grams of sugar. Rocky Road, 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, 6 grams of sugar. They are delicious and they are good for you. If you've got a nut allergy, there are plenty of options here for you. If you're on a keto diet, it works. Don't worry about it. They're all in that same calorie, protein, range, sugar, and all of that stuff. It's all very good for you. They are awesome. I, I, Whenever I run out, I have to like run back. I order them. I pay for them with my own money. It's not like I've got a, a special code that they just send me more. I pay for them. That's how much I like them. So go to Built.com. They are the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team and NASCAR, which is pretty cool. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off every order. So if you want to buy one of these special orders while they're running, uh, you can use that promo code. It works. You can go back next time and buy a different flavor. Lock 15 is going to work every time you place an order at built.com. The Locked On Celtics podcast is on YouTube now, so make sure you're subscribed to that if you want to watch the show. So we just heard my one-on-one interview with Ime Odoka. It was a nice little five minutes. I uh, would have loved more, but I'm going to get plenty of opportunities to talk to him some more over the course of the season. We talk to him every day, but it's hard in the group setting to get like in-depth answers. you got to try to dig a little bit when you are there one-on-one. And so, you know, a couple of things that I thought were interesting. Uh, first of all, he's talked a lot. The theme of Sunday was breaking bad habits. So when I asked him about settling in first-time head coach, he talked about the guys working hard and everything, uh, the, the staff working hard. His staff is, is really an important dynamic here, developing with his staff, people that he's comfortable with, people he's developed relationships with. So um, he said they all bring something different to the table. So that has helped things may be a little bit easier for him. I really want to dig into the Adoka and his staff type of dynamic and, and, and get to know those guys uh, a little bit better. But Adoka said, like in that quote, says, you want to break some old habits of, as well. And that's going to be one of the most interesting things because the old habits, like yelling at the refs, and, and the, that's where he's been referring to the old habits a lot. Yelling at the refs and, and letting that really get in their heads they he said it directly that in the second quarter of that game uh which i I haven't really talked about the miami heat game the second quarter of that miami heat game guys got really caught up in yelling at the officials and that's that's not great that's not something that, that he wants he's said it before i 
let me talk to the refs. You guys can't get caught up in that. And they that's one of the old habits that he wants to to break. You heard him talk about it. I asked him about Grant and you know benching Grant uh, because he turned and yelled. There was a, se- a sequence in that game, I think it might have been in the third quarter, that Grant gets called for uh, an illegal screen. And he gets real demonstrative. Ah, I can't believe this. He's yelling at the ref. I mean, he's really giving it to the ref. And then it wasn't a live ball. They had to throw the ball to the sideline, inbound it to uh, Bam Adebayo. Grant's kind of running back, still talking to the ref. Bam is running up his back, gets in there, gets the dunk and the foul. So Grant commits the foul. It's the absolute worst sequence when you're talking about not only the bad habit that Udoka wants to break, but it's just one of uh, just a horrible sequence for a guy to mentally check out for a second, get too caught up in this official, and then have Bam freaking out of bio. Hello, great player, all NBA caliber player, dribbling up your back, finishing with a dunk, and you foul him. Come on now. So Udoka called the timeout at that point. Benched Grant. Now, Grant also got his fourth foul on the play, so he's going to take Grant out anyway. But also, he he said, yeah, this is part of it too. Like I, I think if Grant had three fouls, he might have still sat down there. So that's part of the discipline, which I asked him at, at the end. You know, Marcus Smart, you already had to suspend Marcus Smart. You, you got that situation with Grant. Part One of the storylines coming into this season with Udoka was people talked about accountability and and the reports were that that people didn't think Brad was Brad Stevens was was tough enough on these guys they let too many guys get away with too much and so and and Jalen Brown even said that he took a little you know direct shot at Brad said you know Brad coaching you hard is not really being coached hard and so these guys asked for it. These guys wanted the accountability, and here it comes right away. Marcus Smart suspended for a preseason game. Grant Williams sit down because you got you know blown up because while you were distracted with the referee. Those messages have to get out to the players, and I think it's pretty clear. Like I think Ime, in a way, has has benefited from being able to send this message without it costing his team kind of anything yet. Like, you suspend Marcus Smart for a game, but it's a preseason game. You bench Grant Williams for getting, you know, too distracted with the refs. Preseason game. Like, he's he's been able to do this to kind of, like, set the tone. Be Hey, you guys understand, I'm not messing around when it comes to this. And so that's that's what he said there in that last answer where he said, you know, I talked to the team about accountability on the first day, and it's equal opportunity as far as that. So I see something, I'm going to say something about it, and we'll learn and we'll grow and we'll get better from it. It's, I love that approach. It's a very direct approach. I like that, hey, you know what? Let's, I, don't, I don't like what's going on here. Let's, let's just time out. Let's talk about this. It's something that is hard for people to do. It's hard to approach that. just use that approach in your everyday life. But it's something that actually is beneficial to everybody. We all sweep things under the rug every day. And really the, the better thing to do would be like, hey, you know what? I didn't like what you said. Or 
I, I didn't like this thing that you did or I didn't, whatever it was, you know, let's, let's, you know, let's just talk this out. Let me just talk, talk to me about this. I'm going to tell you how I feel or vice versa. Somebody tells you like, Hey, you know what? That, what you just said there wasn't cool. But like, what do you mean? And you never know. Was the other person trying to be a dick or was that person just didn't realize what they said. And very easy to have a learning moment there, you know, and especially, look, I'll admit, sometimes, I, and I'm, I'm getting into that territory, you know, I'm going to be 50 pretty soon, and there's going to be something that used to be cool my whole life, and then all of a sudden people are going to be like, oh, you can't say that anymore, or something. Like, I want to know, like, oh, okay, I didn't realize I couldn't, good, thank you for, you know, heads up here. Like, that type of, that type of thing, I'd much rather be told, you know, hey, buddy, you know, you can't do that, you can't say that, you can't whatever, whatever it is that I'm doing. I want that accountability, just like these guys want that accountability, and Ime Odoka says it. Whatever happens, equal opportunity. If it's Jason Tatum, if it was Jawan Morgan, if it's, if it's Sam Hauser, everybody's going to get treated the same. You screw up, we're going to talk about it, we'll discipline you if you need to discipline it, and then, are we on the same page? Cool. Bye. Done. And forget it. Learn your lesson, move on from it. Done. I love that. And then the last thing, I, I just, I, I love this. And it's one of my favorite questions to ask. The, have you allowed yourself a moment to soak this in? Like, I just picture if it was me. And I've done all my work. I've watched all my film. I've talked to all my coaches. It's whatever, 3 a.m. And I know I got to get up in six hours to be there for you know, the first guys rolling in for shooting or whatever. And you lay your head in the pillow and you say, man, I'm the head coach of the Boston Celtics. <laughs> like, I don't know if I could ever not have a moment like that. That's why I said, I said, you're wired differently, man. Because even though I, I've worked hard, like I have had that moment myself. And I've gone through a grind just like a lot of people on this job all of us have gone through a grind to get where we are there's plenty of times where I stand on that court at the garden I look around I go man this is something you know and I think about it as you know I'm not in the NBA as a player as a coach but I am part of the NBA media and so I'm there I'm I'm part of the ecosystem and whatever you want to say about that it doesn't matter. Like, I'm standing on the court. I'm talking to these guys face-to-face. Team owners know who I am, and we talk. I'm part of the NBA, just as now it's just on the media side. And I sit there, and I, like, I appreciate that a whole hell of a lot. I stand there like, wow, now I do that just as a freaking media member. He's the head coach of the Boston Celtics, a prestige organization, a cornerstone NBA organization. 75 years of the NBA, Boston Celtics have been in Boston that whole time. And you, sir, are the head coach of this team. And he's like, yeah, cool. Like, Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> Give me something, Eme. Give me something. But he says, I got family, I got friends telling me to like, Take a breath and enjoy it. And he's like, nope, 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 got work to do. So a part of me is like, no, seriously, take a breath. Like, 
you're not going to screw up your game plan by taking 30 seconds standing on the court, looking up the banners and going, hell yeah, hell yeah. But that's not how he's wired. And I can appreciate that too. I can appreciate that too. That's why he is who he is. That's probably why he got the job. That's probably why he continues to advance in the NBA. He's wired a certain way. A lot of these guys in the league are wired differently. That's why I ask that question all the time. Because I want to get to the heart of these guys are just, they're, they're extraordinary for, for some reason. And so much of it is mental. There are so many guys, you talk about players in the NBA, coaches, there's so many people who know what they're doing, know what they're talking about, super athletic and all of that stuff. They don't get to that level. Why? They're just not wired the right way. Ime is just, nope, got work to do. Got the Knicks to prepare for. Got Toronto to prepare for after that. We got stuff to do, man. Can't sit around. Not even for five seconds, not even for two seconds, not nothing. You know, celebrate when you get the job and then... Go to work. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. Um, so that's the show. I'll be back tomorrow with much more. You know we're recording tomorrow. Me, Jay King, Sam Packard, longtime listeners, longtime watchers. The Rain and Jays will ride again. Our annual Pick Every Game podcast, which always gets wild, but it's always fun because deep in the middle of all of that craziness and insanity is actual analysis, why we think certain things are going to happen. So watch for that. That's going to be coming up. And, of course, season begins on Wednesday. So I'll be doing post-game shows. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, by the way, congratulations to the Chicago Sky and Candace Parker for winning the WNBA championship. What a run that they had. And I am so happy for Candace Parker. You saw her crying with 10 seconds left on the floor. She went home to Chicago and won a championship after, you know, winning a title before and, and she's at the end of her career and she goes home and wins a title for her hometown of Chicago. Awesome moment. Her getting the last rebound and running up the floor with it. Okay, she traveled, and I think they blew the whistle to and like, oh no, no, there's still point one seconds on the clock, and then they were like, you know what? We're not the toothpaste out of the tube. We're not doing that again. It's it's over. Forget it. Um, so great moment for Candace. Parker, I'm very excited for her. She's like one of the best things on TNT when they when they have her on. So I'm a I'm a huge Candace Parker fan. So I'm very very happy. Some amazing moments there. Her hugging her daughter, uh, just awesome, 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 awesome. All right, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for making the Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Now, how about making your second listen the Lockdown Fantasy Basketball Podcast? Josh Lloyd is the god of fantasy basketball. You're in a league, you need help, you need Josh Lloyd. So listen to or watch the Lockdown Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Absolute guaranteed hit. Uh, Make sure that's your second listen. And make sure you're subscribed to the show. Make sure you're sharing the show. Tell your friends that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics Podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.